0: you could say that today is a prequel. You know, the story that sets up the main story. Today is a prequel for Uniquely United. So let's get started. You're listening to the Practically Speaking Mom podcast. I'm Val Harrison, mom to seven. Five of them are grown and two are still at home. I'm also a mother-in-law and a grandma too. God has given me a passion for encouraging and equipping moms in this worthy journey of motherhood. For the past 20 years, at parenting events and moms groups, I've been privileged to meet many mamas who are doing their best to be intentional in loving their kids, preparing them for life, and loving the Lord too. It's my honor to bring you tools for the journey every week. You can find lots more resources on my website, PracticallySpeakingMom.com. That's also where you can subscribe to receive my weekly email of a blog post and podcast, all sharing the same theme for that week. Intentional moms, let's get started with building stronger families right now. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know that I pray about every topic and every episode and really seek to listen to God's leading of what we air and when we air it. Well, God has given me some direction for how to proceed with our occasional series, Uniquely United. We began this series a few months ago with part one. My husband, Rich, joined me on the podcast for us to talk about fast-paced and slow-paced family members, and how to navigate having both types in our home. We have also recorded the next step in the series that is about people personalities versus task personalities. When that episode airs, you will learn how to handle parenting a child that is opposite of you. Maybe you are task focused and they are people focused, or perhaps you're a free spirit who likes to enjoy whimsy and spontaneity, but your child likes to be regimented and scheduled. How do we handle these differences within the family unit in a way that helps us all to flourish? As we prepared to air that episode for all of you, in the prayer time for the podcast, I felt God was telling me that we need to back up. Let's do this more solidly from the foundation up. That's what today is. Today in episode 162, we lay the foundation for the Uniquely United series. You may have actually already heard this conversation that you're about to hear again way back in episode 8 one of the things that we did in that episode was to discuss what oneness in marriage means to us. While we were talking about oneness, we also talked about the concept of uniquely united. We're going to go back and listen to that conversation now for two reasons. First, because this conversation is a great description of uniquely united, we want you to hear it again. And secondly, a family can be so much more uniquely united if the marriage is committed to that paradigm as well. So if you're married, begin there first. And helping your family to be uniquely united, start with your marriage. If you're not married, your child may be someday, and you want them to have a vision of what a healthy marriage looks like. This episode can help with that also. So... Let's revisit this very early conversation in the Practically Speaking Mom podcast. I'm super excited about today's guest. It happens to be my favorite person in the whole world. My husband, Rich, <laughs> is joining me today. And you've actually met him before because he often plays the role of host, uh, doing an intro or an outro or or maybe a segue in between different segments. He also is the awesome producer and editor of this podcast. You wouldn't be listening if it weren't for him. So, uh, Rich, sorry, I'm calling you by (laughs) my, (laughs) okay. I I have an older brain and I'm sure that every mom can identify with this. I'm always calling my kids by their siblings' names, but now that I get on a podcast and I'm trying to introduce my husband, I start to introduce my son instead. No, this is not Nathan. (laughs) This is my husband, Rich, of 27 years. (laughs) And uh, today we're going to be talking about marriage and really what is our most, what we have come to find as the most critical concept that we are always focused on in our marriage. So welcome, Rich.
1: Thank you. It's great to actually be a real part of the podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, trust me, he's he's the key to the podcast for sure. So this past weekend, we went on a weekend getaway, which is something we've come to, to try to do twice a year. Of course I'd love it to be more if we could afford more but we can never afford the twice a year times either. That's true. We just make it a point to do it even though we we feel like we shouldn't if we've got our financial glasses on. We just do it anyway.
1: Yeah, and it's really something, you know, we talked about for the first many years of our marriage, first 12 or so years of our marriage, we really didn't ever take the time to do that. We didn't understand at that time, didn't understand the value in it.
0: Right. So we just got to enjoy totally stepping back away from life and stayed at a bed and breakfast that was secluded and it was quiet and they fed us yummy breakfast. And it was just a time to recalibrate really on All which is something we try to do with these, is recalibrate on what is important and how are we doing at it. So because of that, there's so much we want to be sharing with you today, but we're just really only going to touch on our very top thing, and that is the concept of oneness.
1: Yeah, oneness is uh, something that we, I don't know if you'd say we discovered it or really God revealed it to us a few years back oh, I don't know, 11 years ago or so. And it's an idea that really has kind of transformed the way we view our relationship, our marriage, our family.
0: Really, before this concept, I would say that I often, and I say this ashamed, that I often saw things as kind of a tug of war. That I wanted to be sure you saw, you knew how much I was sacrificing or what my needs were and how come you're not meeting them good enough. And, you know, it just, it was this tug of war and definitely more me than you because you are always, okay, always is never a good word to use, <laughs> <laughs> but you are so much better at being selfless than I am. And so definitely I was playing tug of war more than you were. But this concept of oneness, was really critical for us in changing, changing our perspective. For me, I was tug of warring. For you, you were, I would say, kind of checked out.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, I'd say that's probably pretty accurate. I'm a certainly a, a background type personality uh, just by nature. That's kind of what I like. So I was pretty unintentional, actually. You, you know, you use that term, intentional mom. And it's good for everyone, not just moms, but dads, too, to be intentional. And I wasn't for a long time.
0: So this was about 12 years ago, and we decided that things were going to change. And we really began to read a ton of books on marriage. We began to dig into scripture, looking for God's, the creator's uh, truth to us, on how to do this right. And we began praying and pleading with God to really show us what healthy marriage looks like we began keeping a notebook, and we would just write down everything we were doing right, everything we were doing wrong, and what's the better way. And that's how we discovered oneness, along with a lot of other things, changes that we made. Oneness was kind of the pinnacle philosophy. And from that, we've established several principles that we are very committed to now in our marriage. You know, it's actually, as we sit here, it's pretty funny, Because, and this almost makes me want to cry, because we're sitting here holding hands while we're doing this podcast. (laughs) And that was one of the principles that we changed. One of the commitments that we um, moved towards was that every time we would pray, um, whether just the two of us praying or whether we were somewhere in public and a prayer was happening or whether it was around the dinner table or any time with the family, we were going to hold hands. It was just one little thing we could do to say we're one together. We're in this together. And, you know, we, we were just not big hand holders before that. Yeah. Um. So it's, it's kind of neat to me that 12 years later, we're sitting here just holding hands, doing this podcast, not even realizing that we're holding hands. Right. So it's, it's fun to have to see down the road a little bit with that. But we want to talk to you about what is oneness.
1: Oneness is, it really is a different philosophy on marriage. At least it was for us. Uh, it's, it's really this idea that when you get married, the two become one. Uh, And this new one is a a new entity. There is still rich, there is still Val, but uh, there is something more as well. It's this this marriage entity, and, and we call it oneness. Go ahead.
0: We've actually really come to discover that this is like a little mini picture of what the Trinity is. You know, the Trinity is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And they together are one entity. They're three separate personalities, three different beings, personhoods, but they're completely one. They're separate individuals, but they're one. Nothing is separating them. They're fully aligned with one another, but they each have distinct personalities. It's a mystery, really, and we don't fully understand the Trinity, nor do we understand how marriage, a healthy marriage, is this little mini Trinity of husband and wife and God, all working together to um, to be more than we would be just on our own. Oneness requires intentionality also.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, if you think of it as a new, almost like uh, when you have a child, your life changes, your focus changes, and you have to nurture this child and give it attention. And, and it's, it's great that they're so cute when they're babies because that's, it makes it easy. But at same idea, in a marriage, you have something new now that must be nurtured and cared for with intentionality. And part of that means I need to deal with my spouse in complete truth. And I need to deal with my spouse in complete openness. Um, and I need to honor her. And I need to honor our oneness as well. I need to honor that relationship. Uh, I need to deal with her with tenderness and sensitivity. I need to be a safe place for her to be truthful and open. Not a place where she fears judgment or condemnation. But I need to be, I need to have that tenderness and sensitivity.
0: Yeah, I really had to develop a vulnerability. I am by nature one who likes to come across as strong and independent and self reliant. And I don't like to need. And so I had a hard time with being vulnerable. But when I discovered how great that is in a marriage to, really put down my defenses and really just need rich allow myself to really need him that was really transforming in our relationship as well and it was all based on this concept of oneness that i wanted to be all in with nurturing oneness
1: and that's that's a great point uh, it takes that sacrificial change. Uh for you it was it was becoming vulnerable and for me it was stepping up and becoming intentional about that. I I still I still have to work on that. It's it doesn't come naturally to me. Quite possibly as vulnerability doesn't come naturally to you uh, but to see the rewards and the benefits of that r- really is worth it.
0: Right. So we want our oneness, our, our marriage to not just survive, but we want it to actually thrive. And so we have to identify, and you're going to have to do this in your marriage. If you're married, identifying what nourishes this marriage and what safeguards do we want to have to protect it? It's worth protecting. For us, there's a whole list of things um, that we want to be able to go over with you on different little marriage moments that we will do. And in, in, as I have other podcasts, I'll just take a few minutes and we'll do a marriage moment on the different principles, the different things that we found that we need to do to protect our marriage and that we need to do to nurture it. But let's just dive into it a little bit more than we have. So when you talk about openness, you said that we need to be open. I know for us, that has meant accountability, which accountability is vulnerable for both in the marriage because it's, it's vulnerable for the one who is, who is being honest or sharing something, you know, sharing, I struggled with this today. This came up and this is how I handled it. You know, so accountability will look different in every marriage, but, um, I know. For me, if we have a, an accountability time and Rich is being honest with me about something he struggled with that day, then that's, that also, um, is vulnerable on my part too, because that can hurt a little.
1: Yeah. Let's, let's take just a moment and be clear about what Val means, uh, with accountability. M- moms, as you know, uh, this world is, our culture is not a modest place. Uh, you know, guys, are all the time intentional guys, uh, must be very vigilant about their eyes and their minds, uh, in our society. If they are, if they are serious about remaining faithful, not, not, not physically faithful only, but mentally, emotionally faithful. There's a lot of, uh, temptation, a lot of purposeful temptation in our culture. And, uh, that requires, Vigilance on the part of of an intentional guy, and so I, I've learned to do that again through reading books and studying. And there's there's a lot of materials out there to encourage and support a guy who wants to become better at that, which we've gone through together, Val and I, and we have developed. Some plans, some steps that I don't have to think about because I've determined ahead of time this is what I'm going to do. And yet, one of those one of those pieces is at the end of every day, um, we talk about the stuff that came across my path that day and and how it was handled.
0: So, a uh, one book that we could really recommend on this, what is?
1: There's a series by Steve Artiburn called Every Man's Battle. Uh, that's the main book, the kind of the, the, the title book in the series. Uh, but there's a whole, a whole series of books for, uh, sons. And I think there's even some daughter and, and wife ones. Uh, it started with Every Man's Battle by Steve Ardaburn. Um, and there's a lot of others now in that.
0: Yeah, that was a great book. And we have used then the Preparing Your Son for Every Man's Battle and Every Young Man's Battle. Um, Preparing Your Son for Every Man's Battle, the dad reads the first half of the book by himself, and then the second half of the book with his son. And that's a great book on purity and just getting some good habits in place for how to handle this crazy, messed up world.
1: Right. So that, that idea of accountability, that's that's just one of the steps that we have implemented um, when we really started learning about oneness
0: so if he is sharing, if he's being vulnerable and, and sharing some accountability with me, you know, that can sting a little bit. And so I had to care enough about the strength of our marriage to receive that through understanding and through empathy for, you know, it would be really hard to be a guy in this society and so it really does require setting aside our the emotions that we want to have and replacing them with what is best for our marriage if i do that then in the end that's best for me too i to be in the middle of a strong marriage is of course more blessing filled in every possible way than if i just stand on my corner of the of the tug of war rope and pull with all my might.
1: It really is. Uh, you you talk about the blessing of it. And I, uh, there are times when you and I have conversations that man, we, we could never have imagined uh, years ago before we knew about all of this, before we really intentionally started investing in our relationship and in this idea of oneness, we, we're blown away we are shocked and amazed at how wonderful god has made marriage uh, and and we we never knew and we keep discovering newness in it all the time
0: so we want to end with one key aspect of this so i have been speaking to parents for decades uh one of my main concepts is one called uniquely united where we look at the different personality types in a family and how very different those are and recognize that that family needs all of those personality types and all of them have strengths that add to the family if we can learn how to deal with the weaknesses as well. But the concept is that we want to be all of those unique entities in the family, but to do it unitedly. And that is where I have the phrase uniquely united. Well, here's what we want to say to you all today, that that concept uniquely united in your family, implementing that in your family really begins with implementing it in your marriage. That yes, you want to each have your unique personalities and unique interests and values, and yet to be wholly committed to being united with those. You know, I remember this one conference we went to and they had us do, they gave us these playing cards that were called value cards, I think. Yeah. And so you want to describe how a little bit, how that worked?
1: This was, uh, I believe that it was an exercise that came from something from John Maxwell's organization, um, which has a lot of great leadership materials. And it, it, this was really a leadership conference, but, uh, it showed us something about our relationship. Each person was given a set of these value cards and, uh, which had a whole bunch of different values on them. And I only remember a few that really stood out to us. And as you work through them, you work individually.
0: Well, let's go some examples of, of values would be efficiency. I value
1: efficiency. Taking initiative.
0: Hard work. Right. Being a peacemaker. Fun would be a value. So all these different values, okay? So don't think character qualities um, or don't think that, you know, it's life principles that all should be in a certain order. Just these are the things that intrinsically God made me to really value certain things and God made rich to really value other certain things. Okay, keep going.
1: Right. So the exercise was each person had a complete deck of these cards with all the same values in each deck. And you would go through and you would first pick out your your top 10, you know, and each individual would pick out their own top 10. And then you'd go back and narrow it down to your top three and just that alone was, was pretty eye opening between Val and I. Uh, and then we were supposed to get it down to our top one. And mine, my top value was peace. And Val's top value was truth. Well, if you think that through, truth and peace don't always necessarily go together. If there's going to be truth in a relationship, then sometimes you're going to deal with some hard things and you're going to have some, some, Uh, some rough and raw feelings in dealing with that. And that's necessary. But peace is also an important thing in a relationship as well. And you need times of peace. So it was really eye opening to see, wow, we're working toward the same things, but we still have our own uniqueness and we come at them from different ways, and there's different parts of that same goal that are important to Val and different parts that are important to me. And we need to figure out a way to be able to come at this together.
0: Well, really, what it showed us was that, so, so let's say I value truth. Well, that means. Which is important. Which is important, but it also means that I would go around stomping on people's feelings in our family all the time. That that happens sometimes. (laughs) Because I thought the truth was so important, it needed to get out there. But I wasn't valuing peace at all. So, and I wasn't valuing gentleness or, um, you know, understanding. So I wasn't careful in how I presented truth.
1: But at the same time, I, if peace was my highest value, then I would let truth slide, not, I don't Total know what i right.
0: You wouldn't lie. Right. But you just, you wouldn't speak up about the truth if it would at all jeopardize
1: peace. Right. It was more about, uh, I didn't lack truth. What I sometimes would lack was forthcoming or openness to where I would not say something In the higher interest of peace than in an interest of truth.
0: So what we discovered from doing this values thing, this little exercise, was it showed us that God brought these two people together, this person who most values truth and this person who most values peace. And then he said, now, have a healthy family. (laughs) And, And he wasn't doing that to be it's ornery. like one of those
1: Chinese puzzles that has no solution.
0: <laughs> no, he wasn't <laughs> doing that to be ornery. He was doing that because if we do it together, if we both bring our values to the table in a humble and I'm working with you kind of way, then the end result is so much fuller and healthier than if we were both just truth, or we were both just peace. You see, your family unit and your marriage needs the uniqueness of the other one. But you need to be united uniquely, each of you honoring all of the other people's unique aspects. So we want to encourage you today to to do that, to start making oneness a top marriage priority and discuss what do we need to change to allow oneness to be more healthy in our marriage? And how can we honor one another's uniquenesses and really allow that blend to produce something we could have never imagined?
1: We're learning different perspective We're turning our struggles from different directions into striving together Now we're striving together for more than we could have been on our own before Still you, still me With a new entity of one